Welcome to the family. I am Cassie Schrader, sitting in for Tom Bernard, and to my left we have... L.A. Nick. Mike Bryant. Melissa Kirk. Andy Brant Bernard. And myself, Cassie Schrader. We will be right back with some more news. We have another guest coming up this hour right here with the family of Tom Bernard. (laughs) Tom Bernard is so weird to say. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back with the family. I'm Cassie Schrader, and sitting in for Tom Bernard, uh, we were just talking over the break. Um, somebody's popped up in the news that we haven't heard from in a while is Tom Cruise, and his adopted daughter wants to follow other wants others to follow her lead per a mailer. She is becoming an auditor for Scientology. Mm. Um, now I, I remember them saying something. Uh, the reason why him and Nicole split was because of Scientology, and she had custody of the kids, and she was trying to keep the kids away from that. But obviously, that has fallen short. Was it her kid? It says they adopted. adopted. They adopted. Kids. Okay, See, so it's the one with he had with her on the. Adoption. I'm confused. Okay. I'm having like a Mandela effect when it comes to Tom Cruise because I remember when he was married to Nicole Kidman, they didn't have biological children right. because he could not reproduce. Oh. Reproduce. Huh. 
And now, when he got with Katie Holmes, they had Suri, which is his biological daughter. So apparently, he can maybe she, maybe <laughs> maybe she couldn't maybe. Huh? No, they said it was Tom. It was Tom's issue that he couldn't. I know he's on like level seven of Scientology. <laughs> is yeah. he like clear? Maybe he had to wait to get clear. He's like ready to go through oh. the gates. <laughs> but that show where they the guy dresses like him, where they all dress the same, that's bizarre. That is weird. I know. <laughs> Scientology is pretty weird. It yeah. was Nicole Kidman. She had an ectopic pregnancy, yeah, miscarriages. She did fertility treatments. So. See, because okay. I heard it was Tom. I remember specifically, I'm like, oh, that's a bummer because he's such a handsome man. He would make beautiful children. Mm. But mm. <laughs> he, um, they said that like, he was having issues. I don't know. It could have been. He's really short, though. It, <laughs> yeah, he's well, short. Well, I'm short, yes. though. He's the shortest man. He's short. He's yeah. the shortest man. What? He's short. <laughs> I was waiting to hear where this was going. Shortest I'm man saying, alive. He's, short. he's pretty short. He Did very, you ever watch short. the documentary on HBO? What was it called? The again? Scientology one. That yeah, was going a, clear. Going, going clear. clear. Yep. Yeah. That I I don't know if you want to call it a. I guess you could call it a religion. It, it is yeah. a religion. I mean, set up as a religion. But yeah. you have to remember where Scientology started. If you're old enough to remember when Ronald Hubbard first came out with his yes. science fiction books, mm-hmm. about space about well, even before that. Well, he was a science fiction writer. Yes. Right. Yeah. Talk about he wrote aliens. Uh, Battlefield Earth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah. I mean, I'm talking way before. Yeah, during the 40s and yeah. early 50s. But he wrote some whacked out stuff. I mean, yes. maybe on LSD. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. But, <laughs> well, they don't believe in drugs. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, they don't? Nope. No, they, they do. don't. But I think Robert, Ron Hubbard probably did some drugs. L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, Ron Hubbard. Yeah. L. Ron. I'm, I'm saying he Ron probably did some drugs. I know. I, if you read his books, that's somebody that did dope. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I give well. good. I give major kudos to Leah Remini for stepping out and doing that uh, series <laughs> that she has done. Uh, what was it called again? Going clear. Go, Not the, no. no her her series. Uh, series that she did. Something. What? Uh, something. 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 Yeah. Else. Yeah. Because yeah, um, I mean. That from what I you gather with this this group of people, well, they brainwash you. Well, not only that, I mean they're very intrusive. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And they try and ruin your life. Oh yeah. Because you you're leave. Taught, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you leave the church, yeah, they don't like that. And it's like crazy. I'm like, isn't there laws here that can keep? I mean, stocking well, they laws. They must have some and... big cash because you see some of their buildings. Their buildings are like wow. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, totally. of course you look at some of the people involved. There's a lot, of, and they take all their money. Big like buildings, uh, Cruz's money and Travolta's mm-hmm. money, and there's a lot of money. Well, it they, costs a lot of money. They to... say in ho- in the in the rumors f- factory in Hollywood, they say that Scientology made those people famous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I'm sure that is the case a lot of the time. Helped them to become famous. Yes. There may be a case for that too. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, but to me, it just seems like because they're like uh, they'll sit there and videotape you in your house and like they'll sit outside your house and they'll tap your phones uh they'll go through your garbage which i know, I know is you know pub- cassie doesn't have aluminum foil on her head right no now. I, I, <laughs> I have no, all what I disturbed watch, me the most is they'll get they'll get the rest of your family to disown you oh yeah oh i know yeah. The, they, that's what happened with Remley. She had a big yeah. battle with the people that stayed and that's a that's a huge issue that's right. like then let's like cult 101 mm-hmm. every cult that's what they tell you to that that's what they do is they get you to basically disown your family and the cult is now your new family and yeah. same with, and same with bad mates if you have a mate that that pulls you away from all your friends and family yeah mm-hmm. right in the beginning 
that's a bad person. Yep. Trust me. Yeah. Go yeah. run away. Sure. Just it's run. It's a form of abuse and mind yeah. control and all if that. If you have a new boyfriend or girlfriend, they're trying to get you not to talk to your friends and family. Yeah. Run. Just yes. run. Because they want to isolate you right. from want, everyone. Right. Run. Relationship advice from L.A. <laughs> hey, you know what? I have good relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I just I want the 11 minutes I spent watching that stupid video yesterday <laughs> that you posted on Twitter. You posted that one about the guy who looks like Glenn Beck. That gave his little speech about the congresswoman from the fifth. That was Glenn Beck. I spent. Was that that was Glenn Beck? That He's Glenn gained Beck. that much weight. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that wow. Like Glenn Beck. Jeez. That is Glenn Beck. Wow. God, that was a twelve minutes or eleven minutes of my life I want back. But he explained a lot of stuff that if you really listen <laughs> to it. It's bizarre, kind of like if you follow well, this and, you did, and then it's all well, like that's Glenn Beck, though. Yeah, he's a conspiracy it's, theorist. It's not as direct as as you would believe. No, he's to a me. conspiracy theorist. So. I'm not watching any not more on, videos like that. That's why he's not on a major <laughs> network anymore. Yeah, that's probably true. Did Did you Plus watch the whole... Plus, he's gained a ton of weight. Holy moly, that guy's gained weight. It, it I... looks okay, though, his face and face-wise. His face looks like a chipmunk. He's, yeah, gained, he's got gained. the chipmunk look to him. A lot of people know? gain weight when they get older. Well, that happens. Except that's me. true. <laughs> he's been out. Oh, I've been, wow, I've been 155 How much longer are you going to live? What's, do you still got that, like... I got 298 months. 298 <laughs> months, yeah. Hmm. I say, he said it before, so I, you know. So. When I first met him, I had more, but now I'm down to 298. <laughs> well, with his, with Glenn Beck, oh, yeah, he has gained weight. Yeah. He's starting to look like the Colonel Sanders. Yeah, he's got, yeah, the, kind of looks he's like got the hair going like a yeah. chipmunk. Yeah, he looks like he could do the KFC commercials <laughs> I right kinda, now. I think he looks kind of good, though. He's holding you know, he's, he's working it, working with what he's got. So. Oh, some of these are not flattering at all. Oh, well, apparently he has... A severe neurological disorder now. Yeah, well, he he always has. Yeah. He was always troubled. He's got adrenal fatigue. He he was a drug addict. So, yeah, that's why he's gaining weight. He was a drug addict, alcohol. He's been through it all. Jeez. Mm -hmm. I think he has, like, I think he said, too, he has, like, severe ADHD or something like that. Yeah, he's had some serious problems. Hmm. So don't watch videos yeah. that Nick <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, I've i been dealing with children. Well, did we get to the bottom of who put the well, poster up? Did, yes. did we figure out who put those posters yes. up? Yes. Okay. Was it was it was it uh, people that were that are in support of her that put the posters no. up? Or was it people against her people that were using those people posters? People against okay. her. But... The point is that she was actually Omar, who represents Minnesota, mm-hmm. was actually the key. Well, she represents the 5th District of Minnesota. Right. Well, she's a freshman congresswoman with very little power. Oh, she, that's not true at she's all. She's got very – she's a freshman congresswoman. Well, they she, don't have that she, much power. She's getting paid a lot of money to do speak, so she's gaining power quickly. Well, we'll see. Money talks. Okay. When you get paid lots of money to go do these speeches, you gain power quickly. Okay. When you're in demand in politics today mm-hmm. – when you, everybody wants you to come speak at their event, you get pop, you get power. Well, you get something, but okay. Yeah, so she's 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 a freshman congressman. I know, but she's getting the most, one of the most pressed at, at anybody. Well, she's not getting more than the freshman congressman from New York, no, who also is still just a freshman congressman. Yeah, but the, and she doesn't get as much press as Nancy Pelosi, so. You know. mm, I don't know. Lately, she has. Well, but, but then also, she, she has a group of, of of people that are so whacked out well, about I, her I, that all do I can put tell give her a lot is of her press. Her anti-Jewish stuff's not going to. Absolutely, not going to get her anywhere. Absolutely, no. agree. she is going down the wrong road, going against Jews. I absolutely period. agree. That's the so. dumbest thing. And but everybody's kind of following her. Mm, I don't think. What's Beto said today? Said I, well, I won't take any Jewish money. 
Oh, okay. Well, I don't want Jews, any Jews' money. I, that seems bizarre, but that's we'll what see he said. What he that says. was a quote. Okay. Okay. A quote in today's news. Okay. So that's kind of it's kind of weird, but yeah, Jew hating's not going to work in my world. Sorry. I absolutely agree as far as anything that that some of stuff that they're claiming she says. I'm not even sure she said. Okay. I, I they've said things about her that I don't know. I well, I, I if mean, you watch, if you watch her speech. Mm-hmm. At the care speech in Los Angeles last week. Didn't get that link. I got the other link, but if didn't get that link. If you watch her speech, okay. it's live. It's her speaking. Okay. She says Muslims should start raising hell. That was her exact quote. We should raise hell. I, I'm, I, I'm asking all Muslims to raise hell. Okay. That's an interesting thing to say. For what? Yeah. What's, what's the uh, context because of we've that? Been, we've been, we're treated like second-class citizens, and that we shouldn't be, and we should raise hell. That was her exact quote. You can watch the speech. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm. I don't know. Well, but we have just, a call. Uh, we got a call. Know. I don't know who it is, though. Is it Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. He can no, call. Hey, Andy, it's uh, Officer Dave. Oh, Officer hi. Dave. He's a uh, regular on Dave. Car Selling Secrets. Yep. Um, just wanted to clear up the insurance requirement for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know. talked about in the first hour. <laughs> okay. You are required to carry, whether it be electronic or paper, proof of insurance. Yep. And what happens a lot, let's say I stop a car for speed, okay? I stop it. They don't have their proof of insurance with them, either paper or electronic. I can issue them a citation. They can take it and contest, take it to. Like Nick said, to the courthouse or call the number on the back of the ticket and say, here's my proof of insurance. The car was insured when I was stopped, and it can be dismissed. That portion can be dismissed. Yeah, I was surprised that you could do that. So the, the actual the cop told me that he goes, if you have it, yep. you just go down to the courthouse. And I did, and they dismissed it right away. Yep. But the lady yep. never. And if that was the only, it's funny. The lady never actually asked me for the C my insurance card. Though. Well, that's that's out of our hands, Nick. Right? There's not a lot we do with that one. I think you should be uh, happy that it happened and not out the lady. No, I'm, 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 I'm totally happy. But I did have insurance. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, and in, in the end, the that's other, really what they the wanted part, you to have insurance. The other part of that is, if I stop a car from Florida. I, their in, insurance information is on uh, what I get back from the state of Florida when I run their name. Yeah, there's some states that are much right, better about Florida that. Florida had so yep. much insurance fraud, they yep. had to do that. Yes, they did. Because people were buying insurance and cancel it. That's why a lot of places, a lot of states, they want to see your registration mm. rather than your proof of insurance. Right, now Minnesota doesn't Minnesota, have... Minnesota, we don't care. Right, they don't have registration. We don't care anymore, about... Right? No, we don't care about the registration. Oh. What we care about is is your you know your is your driver's license valid and is the car insured. Yep. And it doesn't have to, you know the the thing I get all the time is well I don't have my proof of insurance. Let's say Andy is driving one of Tom's cars, okay, and he doesn't know where Dad keeps his insurance. Okay. If Andy has insurance, his insurance card in his wallet, we accept that also. Yep. Just so that the, the person driving the car is insured. Right. Hmm. That's all that it matters. 
Is that the same if you, so like say you are driving, so say Andy is driving Tom's car and he finds Tom's register, or Tom's insurance card. Does that cover him driving the car or do you have to have your specific? Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's coverage it's, on the it's car. About the, yeah. It's about the vehicle being covered. Okay. That's the I wasn't one. sure because I've heard it's, different it's just things. so somebody can be sued. <laughs> no. no, that's what it is. Basically. So somebody can be sued. Yeah. Yeah, so that Minnesota you have... is a no-fault state. Well, right. but okay, but we have to clarify what that means. <laughs> no-fault means that you have coverage for basic medical and basic wage loss. That doesn't mean that it's a no-fault state as far as fault goes. If someone's at fault, and it, and you have to meet thresholds, and there's still a claim against that person. It just doesn't go away. Like every, it's all free as far as uh, claim. But goes. that goes to the insurance company, not the person. It goes to the hmm. insurance company, not the person. Don't. Uh, the, when they sue the, a case the, out, I have the, to sue the, the person. The insurance company ends up paying for it, and then the, you know, working out the court and all that other stuff. But the person will pay for it eventually because rates will go through the roof. Well, the, but the rates will go up with the actual collision itself. the The personal injury claim won't raise the rates. It's it's that there was a collision itself that'll create the the increase the rate, for the rates. Right. And when I sue right. a case out, I still have to sue the person. Even though the insurance company will provide the lawyer, they'll do all the defense. I can't even tell the jury there's an insurance involved. Okay. Well, see, that's why we should talk more, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning stuff. You're learning stuff. Do you know that in in we gotta keep what where what where what area are you an officer in? Uh, we're just gonna say the western suburbs. Okay. So do you know that Minneapolis no longer has has a traffic division? So there is no traffic Correct. cops in the city of Minneapolis. You can't get pulled oh. over for speeding or running a red light or anything like that. Mm. So if you're in city limits, well, actually, actually, you're Nick. You're wrong. You can be pulled over for running a red light if, if they if, don't have radar. They don't have radar detector or well, radar. Well, they don't have any. The they don't have any squad cars dedicated to traffic. That's what I'm saying. They abolished the traffic Correct. division. Yep. Now, if a cop happens to be there and he doesn't have on a, any given day, there's only about three officers attending the 911 calls, and they are busy. Yes. So the chances of them stopping you to and letting the 911 call go are pretty right. slim and none. Yep. So really, it's hard to yep. get stopped in the city of Minneapolis. So if you're going to do any traffic no, that's, stuff, that's true. go downtown. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell unless, you. Unless, unless, yeah, if you want to go do wheelies on your sport bike, downtown Minneapolis is best bet. Well, we have to take a quick break. Officer Dave, can you hold on over the break, and we'll talk more about this when you, we come back? Actually, i got to sure, go, too. Like. So. Okay, great. We'll be right back here with the family. Um, Cassie Schrader sitting in for Tom Bernard. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. 
It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. are back here with the family on the Tom Bernard Show. Uh, we've been talking with Officer Dave. Are you still on the line? I'm here. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we've been talking about car insurance, the laws of what you should do, what you should have on you. I said in the previous hour, I am horrible at putting new insurance cards in my car. Not because I don't have insurance. It's because I. it's hard for me to remember to put on socks in the morning. Because huh. <laughs> I'm so busy with all the kids and everything I have to do. Um, now, uh, with insurance, okay, one of the things that I was, I've come across a lot is what do you do when somebody doesn't have insurance? And, uh, I mean, how do you even go about it? Does your insurance cover whatever? Because since they don't have an insurance, like, so if somebody gets pulled over, they don't have insurance, what happens? Well, that would, that would be more Michael's side because, uh-huh. you know, when we document that they don't have insurance, and then it becomes, um, you know, recovery of damages via, via a lawsuit. Is mm-hmm. what I understand. Well, what happens is if you're in a collision with someone who has no insurance, then you make a claim to what's called your uninsured motorist. You you have uninsured motorists in Minnesota by mm-hmm. buying insurance. And so you make that claim. And then the, the those companies will go after people individually for payments that they've made um, mm-hmm. for not having insurance. And uh, sometimes those those lawsuits are really they're incredibly vicious the way the insurance mm-hmm. companies go after people. And if they get a judgment against the person, the person ended up losing their driver's license. And you watch these guys or not guys, but people that get into these circumstances that they just kind of get on this wheel. And you've probably seen them, you know, that have multiple multiple no insurance, multiple uh, no driver's license, and I I don't know if they'll ever get it back. Is it usually because they have? Yeah. It's usually alcohols involved because. Cause, Sometimes cause a DUI insu- started it all. Because insurance, yeah. car insurance companies can deny you if you have 
DUIs and stuff, correct? They can deny you. Yep. you. You can usually find coverage through a couple of different companies, but it's real expensive once you get a DUI. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's part of it, and and it's just a combination of a lot of things. But it, it's amazing to watch some of the snowballs. And, you know, I, I'll talk to a guy who's 20, 25 years old, and he's got 25 no insurances and it just snowballed and you know the idea is how does how do you get out of that eventually and sometimes some of them can't oh wow because they keep driving to get to work and you know it's or they lose their license because they haven't made child support payments and it's there's all sorts of things that happen you know okay officer dave oh go ahead yeah i was just gonna say you know the the amount of Driving after suspensions, replications, or after cancellations that we see uh, actually goes up, you know, quite high. And once they get one, it seems like they just keep driving, and we keep catching them. Yep. Okay. One one of the things I always find fascinating with police is I like to ask them this question: What is the most bizarre or funny excuse <laughs> when you pull somebody over that they have for speeding? Or you know, weaving in a lane. I mean, I've I have called nine one one. I used to work nights. I have called nine one one. I don't know how many times on drunk drivers, but I I have I have a feeling like some of their excuses have to be so bizarre and funny. Like, how could you take it seriously? Do you have any of those stories? Well, it's hard to pick one <laughs> because every every person will say the same thing thinking oh this will get me off and you know i the one i get all quite frequently that i kind of just laugh at the ridiculousness of it is oh i'm brand new to the area i'm not familiar with the area okay so you don't know where you're going so you're going to drive faster (laughs) yeah that doesn't make sense you you want you have no idea what's coming and you're going to drive faster yeah. That does just doesn't make any sense. That doesn't me, make right? any sense. No. Because I like when I don't know where I am and I'm looking for like a street that I need to turn on that I know is around, I slow down. Yeah. You you drive like you're eighty. <laughs> you drive, you're yeah. like, I don't know where I'm at. You got your your grip in the steering wheel, you turn down the radio because you know, if you turn down the radio you can follow directions better <laughs> for some oddball reason. <laughs> like, it just helps you focus on what you're looking for, I yeah. think is what Yeah, that is a bizarre excuse. Yeah. God, it's it's the divided attention thing. You, you know, normal person, and we'll probably slip into a little DWI stuff. The normal person can multitask and divide their attention between two or three simple tasks: holding the car in a straight line, reading street signs, et cetera, et cetera. Well, okay, now you throw in alcohol, and they can't divide their attention. They have to drive perfectly straight, or they have to drive very slow. You know, I've, I've gotten a couple of details from people driving well below the speed limit. Yeah, like they're going so slow that you're figuring out what's going on. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, weaving even within their lane. Um, you know, like I said, it's not hard to hold a car straight if you're paying attention and have all your faculties. Mm-hmm. But they're weaving back and forth. They might touch the white line or touch the center line. Um, that kind of stuff. You know, you can't divide your attention that way. And um, that's the real danger with go ahead. T- uh, texting and driving is, mm-hmm. it, is it takes mm-hmm. you away from driving. 
you know, even with the drunk who's trying to do something on the road, you know, the people who take their attention completely away from the road, they might as well be blindfolded for 50 yards. Oh, I know. You know? Oh, my God. I've, I've, I've almost been sideswiped, I don't know how many times, by people on their phones. Yep. And there's times where I, I'll be driving up alongside somebody, and I see them on their phones, and they start working swerving and stuff i'll lay on my horn and it scares the crap out of them because then they it takes them right out of oh my god you know mm-hmm. and i'm like and i start i you know voice because they can hear me when i'm yelling but uh i just get off your phone <laughs> yeah. i mean what the heck you're supposed to be driving right now why are and it's not like i mean you could just see them scrolling there's they're reading something they're not like trying to send a text real quick they're like reading yeah. articles or Facebook yeah. or something. I'm like, can you wait at least wait till you get to a stoplight or something? My God, what is wrong with you? And then when you honk at them, Actually, they're mad at you no. for honking. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Actually, use of uh, electronic handheld devices is illegal in the lane of traffic. So at a stoplight yep. mm-hmm. or yeah. anywhere like that. Michael, mm-hmm. can I get your opinion on what you think of the the uh, hands, new hands-free bill that's going it, through. It goes in the right direction, uh, but I still, I my preference, and I use the phone a lot. I do a lot of phone calls, so you know, I I, I get clients that if they don't hear back from me within a day, are like, oh, "What's wrong with you?" Because I call them all the time because I'm on the road so much. But my preference would be to ban the whole thing because I th- I think it would be easier for for you guys. To say you're either using it or you're not, you know, and to start getting into semantics about what they're using or what they're using it for, that's that's a problem. But Hansby is in the right direction. I, I just think you're still – issues with dialing are still a problem. Um, and then you'll see people that when you drive up on them on the highway, something's going on. You get up there and they're deep in a conversation because they're not – paying attention to the road. So I, I, my preference overall would be to get rid of cell phones while you're driving um, and go that route. Okay. But it's a step in the right direction versus, you know, um, what we're facing. Because I was at the corner one day. I was at the corner in Minneapolis, and I mm-hmm. counted eight people on their phones in cars as I'm mm-hmm. just sitting at a corner. And what had been funny was the night before, I'd been at the Lion King, and I took a picture of uh, I took a picture of the of the of the stage. I had like eight guards come up and stop me. So it's like <laughs> it's just crazy that at a, at a play I'm a danger to the world. But you know, I watch all these people on phones and it's 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 horrible and you know you got these kids that are grown up it's it's one thing the kids have grown up with seatbelts you know they're all used to using seatbelts mm-hmm. because they've been strapped in since they were little kids but at the same time their use of phones we're going to have a whole society of people that are going to be on the phone all the time and mm-hmm. that's that's scary but it keeps me in business unfortunately <laughs> yeah. yeah true it does yeah yeah i mean well i know that phones have made it so much more easier to operate without even having to touch it all i have to do is say okay google and call okay now my phone's going off i don't really (laughs) want to talk to you google right now um but i can just say call dave and it'll just automatically call dave i don't even have to touch my phone and you know so they do the phone manufacturers are making easier for you to use it hand completely hand free you just have to be more disciplined not to touch it mm-hmm. you know because i use my phone for google maps when i want to mm-hmm. find you know because my car doesn't have a navigation system so that is my navigation system so i have it up on my dashboard where i can see it where it's in my field of vision so i don't have to look off or look down it's right there so i can see it 
and I make it as easy it's as possible. It's not blocking the, the windshield, is it? No, 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 no. It's just right, it's like it's <laughs> okay. level of my steering wheel. Yep. I'm short, so okay. <laughs> I, I have to make sure my field of vision is pretty clear. And um, so, yeah, so it's everything is easy, and I can see everything, and I don't have to worry about it. And I'm, I'm hoping that, but there are some cars that you have no way of putting a, something yeah. like that up on the dashboard unless it's like up by your mirror or. Which is illegal. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm like, why are you not supposed even... to hang anything from that? Yeah, I've seen like Uber drivers where they have right. their phone mounted up by their uh, rear view mirror. Hmm. Yeah, that's why those, um, those clip things mm-hmm. that clip onto your phone and then clip to your um, vents. Vents, vents are really awesome. That's what yeah. I have in yeah. my cars. Now, my other car, I have no, there's no area for me to do that. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would have no way to put yeah. my phone up where I could see it clear without having to lose right. sight of the road or blocking any any type of Mm -hmm. vision so um i don't know maybe the car manufacturers can come out with kind of a universal mount that's safe for drivers to use i don't know if some have that already or i think think they try but Mm -hmm. every state has its own requirements and what they allow and what they don't allow um i've run into a lot of people well for example tinted windows (laughs) completely legal in your sunny, warm places, illegal here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So, you know, things like that. Every state has its own requirements and regulations and statutes that change, you know, as you go from here to Wisconsin or the Dakotas. It just, it's how it is. Um, In Minnesota... I run into that quite often. Tinted, tinted, slightly tinted windows are okay in the back, correct? Not in the front, In the back. Right. Not the drivers, not the right. front pass. Not any of the front windows. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. Right. Yeah. But they have to be a certain. They can't be super dark. Still. Yeah. There's right? still a level. Well, of actually, tinted. actually, the back windows, the back windows can, but the, oh. okay. the front door ones. I have thought it to was be... still limited in Minnesota. No, no. It's it. it's the drivers and passenger side front have to be basically the factory standards. Mm-hmm. Your factory standards are pretty much like 25% or something, and the state allows, um, I think, it's like 45, 50, maybe. I think that sounds right. And Yeah, and it's, you know, so if you're coming from the factory at 25% and you're going to add 35%, you, you're too dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. And, you know, that's a citable offense. Got it. Well, speaking speaking of Minnesota, here's just a quick question. It is illegal to start your car and let it idle with the keys in the car, correct? During the winter that's, months. That's a city ordinance. Oh, city ordinance. Okay, because I was I, wondering. I haven't I haven't run into that as a statute yet. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering, how does that work with automatic uh, remote starts? Is that the same rule? That's, that... that's the Minneapolis city ordinance. Oh, okay. So they don't even want you using the city those. I, yeah, the city I work in, we don't have anything that says that's illegal. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because I've heard that where people have been ticketed for letting their car idle. I'm like, I'm sorry. When it's 60 below, I'm not just going to sit in my <laughs> yeah. car. Well, Minneapolis <laughs> is yeah. like that, though. They, Well, and, and in all reality, I think they kind of have the right to mm-hmm. do that because they're... 
there's so much smog and so much crap mm. in the city. I mean, sometimes in the winter, you all you see is a cloud around Minneapolis. <laughs> so, I mean, they kind of have reason to do that, I think. They also don't want to deal with stolen vehicles. Right. You know, right. so if it's yeah. someplace Especially where, with your keys yeah. in your you know. car. Who would even do that anyway? Yeah, people do it. You know, I've done and it when it's the cold. The farther you get on southern Minnesota, a lot of people do it out there. Well, yeah. So, yeah. But I'll stand watch. I'll just stand in the window and look at <laughs> stare at my car and make sure nobody's getting in it that I don't want. Um, but we do have to go to break. Um, and there, we have a guest on the oh, phone. our guest is on. So thanks so much for all the insight, nice Officer Dave. And hopefully tomorrow you can call back because Doug will be here with Car Selling Cigarettes in the third hour. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, and we'll be back right here with the family. I'm Cassie Schrader, sitting in for Tom Bernard. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks, or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff. 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Robbie, who started in sales and is now director of recruitment. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. No prints. Oh, yeah. We are back with the family. I'm Cassie Schrader, sitting in for Tom Bernard. And on the phone, we have our guest, Joy Baldridge, who has written the book, The Joy in Business, Innovative Ideas to Find Positivity and Profit in Your Daily Work Life. Thanks for joining us, Joy. Well, thanks for having me. Okay, so you... um, wrote this book uh it's the business of joy provides you with an abundance of practical and immediately applicable life-changing ideas and inspirations thought-provoking and entertaining stories and quotes in an instant uh so are you are you trying to um help uh bring joy back into people's mundane day-to-day repetitive life with their jobs and see if they can find more creative and innovative ways to be more successful in them Absolutely I am, because your culture and your environment shapes you. So if you're in a mundane environment and you just go to work and back, it's just not as exciting or the same as having a little bit more joy in your world. And so that's what I bring is the joy in business and also the joy in life. 
Um, so regardless of where you work, whether it's in a hospital in nursing or a, a physician or it's an accountant or a sales rep or a leader in a company, um, I have techniques and strategies that are very useful and immediately applicable. Awesome. Well, tell us uh, some of the strategies that you, I guess, with kind of just a broad brush of different ideas and ways people can bring that joy back into their daily lives, whether it's at home or at work. And um, because I know there's so many different types of jobs and families and stuff. So you kind of have to have kind of a like a full spectrum type of thing. But um, what are some of the ideas that you have? Well, I like to start off the chapter in the book. Chapter two is actually uh, the foundation of the book, and it's called AFA All the Way, and AFA stands for Always Flexible and Adaptable. And I find that people get really stressed out, and then they get burnt out, and then they get sick, and it's because they have a difficult time being flexible. And so I was researching this concept, and I read an article in Fortune magazine and it said that you have to have two characteristics to even have a job in this millennium, and those two characteristics are flexibility and adaptability. And it went on to say, if you're rigid, you break, and what good is it to be broken? And so what I find is that when I give my keynote presentations all over the country for associations and corporations, and I share this concept, you know, it's a better, more positive work environment if you can just be flexible and adaptable. So if anything goes wrong, and there may be things that you don't even like that happen in your day, or maybe a coworker even lets you down, or a client or customer it speaks to you in a way you don't like. You can tell yourself, you know what, it's okay because I'm flexible and adaptable. And it doesn't mean that it's okay for a client to be rude or a coworker to let you down. But what it means is it's okay because you're okay. You know how to regroup and focus on the business at hand, and also being positive and productive. Awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, I've, like, my last job that I was at for almost 20 years, uh, I, wow. I loved my job. I loved it. I love fixing things and stuff. But the mm. people around me made it so much harder to enjoy my job that I just ended up just up and walking away from it because I just couldn't handle it anymore. Now, I know not everybody mm. can do that or has an opportunity to do that. Um, so mm -hmm. if you're stuck in a situation like that where you have, like, coworkers that are just so negative and, and um, mm. stuff like that, how do you bring the joy in with yourself to go to work every day and deal with that kind of stuff? Mm. Well, it's a good question because it can be very trying when you're in an environment that's negative. And when I do in-house training for a lot of organizations, that's one of the biggest complaints is that there's too much negativity or there's too much gossip or it's just an environment that feels so toxic. And I, I speak all over the country and the world, and I hear that is the biggest concern of most people when, um, when we talk about how do you have a more positive work environment. Um, it, you can do a few things. If you're the leader or the manager, it helps because then you can address the issue and you can do some expectation setting and have it as an expectation that 
we're going to have a positive work environment. Um, you can also know that you can take different roles in the way that you work with people. And sometimes when you change the way you speak or act or work, they change the way they speak and act and work. Uh, for instance, in my book, I talk about the language of the lands. And there are four different distinct personality types. And most personality profiles will, will say they're very similar types, whether it's the Wilson model or the DISC learning, or it could even be Myers-Briggs. Um, but for the most part, the four types of people are there's a driven type, there's a type that needs to be amazing, that's very social, there's a type that's very detail-oriented or factual, and there's a type that's very amiable or helpful. Uh, so sometimes you perceive your environment to be one where you just can't work with these people because they're so negative, and you may not realize that they might be negative because you're just not speaking their language or they can't relate to you, or some people just can't relate to positive people. So I've been a positive person all my life, and I've definitely detected certain people who are very cynical or, or really wonder, you know, how can you be so happy, and this can't be genuine, this can't be real. Uh, and so I would... You know what I'm talking about because you sound like a positive person. Yes, I'm a very um, positive, <laughs> positive person, and it's like they give you the stink eye. Why are you smiling? You know, it's, and it's yeah. like I don't know. Well, why well, you got it so good? You know, <laughs> and and and, uh, and so. When you learn to speak the language of the land, it makes a huge difference. Like some people who are the driven type, they just want to go on to the next. They don't want to talk. They don't want anybody to give them a compliment, even if they deserve a compliment. It's a waste of time, a waste of words. And they just want you to, like, get it done and get out of my way. And, you know, help me win or get out of my way. They just want to win. And that's the driven personality. So they can feel like they're difficult and negative and toxic because they're not being friendly and kind and nice, but that's how they're wired and that's why they are in the role they're in. And there's other types. The, the second type is the factual type who likes to be very detail-oriented because they are very precise. But if they get someone who's really friendly and, you know, isn't too particular about the details, they can become very difficult and toxic in your world because they're so picky about things. Like, why didn't you do this? And I, you didn't do it right. Oh, I'll just do it myself. And you think, oh, they're such a toxic person. They're so picky about things. You know, loosen up. But that's not who they are. That's not how they're wired. So when you work with them to help them to be easier to work with, make sure that you take a moment and you take a breath and you think through, okay, this person needs details, likes details. Let me proof that document one more time before I send it to them so that I can relate to them and connect to them. Uh, fortunately, the other two types, the helpful type person is very helpful and amiable, and they like everybody, and they're usually not toxic, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. And then the, the fourth type of person is a social personality, and they're very outgoing and personable and friendly, but they can be overbearing, and they can be a little bit too dominating. So when we first think about, you know, a work environment, and I don't want to go into work today, and everybody's so toxic and terrible, well, you know what? Maybe you need to take a look at the way you communicate with them and see if you have any involvement in creating them to be annoyed by you or frustrated by you. Um, look at yourself first and see if there's any small things that you can change and watch and see how the relationship changes. I call this jujitsu communication because when I was little, my dad taught me jujitsu. He said, you lean against somebody and then you step aside and they go flying across the room. And <laughs> little did I know that he taught me too well because I leaned and I leaned and I stepped aside. My dad went flying across the room. I was 10 at the time. 
And he said, you know, if you change the dynamic then in yourself, it will change the dynamic in others. Uh, but there is also a way of saying to yourself, you know what, maybe this is not the right environment for me. Maybe I do belong in a place that is more positive. But it's very hard to tell when you're interviewing at a place that it's actually really going to be positive. Mm -hmm. So sometimes shadowing helps, going in and, and spending a day in the life of and kind of hearing the ins and outs in the lunchroom and making sure it's right for you because you don't always get to do that, and it's important. Yeah, so you, so you do seminars uh, throughout the country uh, helping businesses and stuff like that create more uh, positivity yeah. in their work environment. What is your favorite type of uh, workforce, I guess you could say, that you like to go and, and share these insights with? Oh, thank you for asking that. I do have a few favorites. <laughs> I, I really favor, I like speaking to sales teams because I have been a sales professional my entire life. Uh, actually, since birth, my parents are driven entrepreneurs, and they raised me with the philosophy that without sales, you have nothing. And my first speaking engagement was at the White House in Washington when I was 19 because my mother told me I had a cold call the president because wow. he needed us. And I said, how do you know he needs us? And she said, well, look. And she opens the New York Times, and the president said, I wish I could read faster. And we owned a speed-reading company. And she said, look, this is a hot lead if I've ever seen one. I said, Mom, <laughs> it's the president of the United States. What do you mean it's a hot lead? And she said, call him. Call him. He needs us. So I said, well, do you have his number? And I thought we had a hotline to the White House somehow. We had a small business in Greenwich, Connecticut. And so she said, look, look, it's public. Just, just here's the number. Call. So I called. And he wasn't there, you know. But someone said, send information. And we did. And six months later, we got a call from the White House. And we thought it was the Lighthouse for the Blind, which was a little awkward because we were in a meeting and we said we were busy and we couldn't take the call, <laughs> which um, is not advisable when the White House calls you. <laughs> so yeah. We took the call because we figured it out and we went to Washington and we actually helped the president's staff read his mail faster. And he guesses how many letters a president might get in um, the mail before email, pre-email, a week? I would bet, uh, I don't know, two uh, I'll go with 20,000. Oh, that's a lot. 20,000. Yep. Good guess. Um, any other guesses? Uh, I would. I'll Happy? go higher or lower. Go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the like the right. price is right. <laughs> <laughs> the price is right. We're going to see who wins. I'll say 20,001. <laughs> oh. Did I go the wrong way? Good. <laughs> Kathy wins. No, you went the right way. <laughs> it's definitely over twenty thousand. Wow, how many? It was actually between twenty five and twenty five to forty thousand a week. Wow, wow. Twenty five to forty thousand letters a week, and we had a speed reading company where we got a response back in nine days with a staff between twenty and thirty people, and we taught them how to really process the information quickly, and so. When I think about the type of audience that I love to speak to, and there's several, I love speaking to sales because I always was a number one sales professional out of whether it was 10 or 100 people in a company, I was always the number one. So I, my first book was called The Fast Forward MBA in Selling. So sales is a great audience. Leadership is a great audience because I don't want companies to have toxicity. And my new book, The Joy in Business, is all about how to lead a team or how to be a successful person in life 
and use positive reinforcement and positive tools to do so. Uh, but I must say, I just spoke at a convention for uh, directors of nursing, and it was wildly successful. It was a keynote presentation at one of their regional meetings in D.C., Washington, D.C., and they were a very special group of directors of nursing because they were involved with hospice and elder care, and a lot of the useful ideas from the joy in business I shared with them, and they just felt it so empowered when they left to really create an even more positive experience for the families and for the, the clients that they worked with. Um, and I've worked in the design fields, consumer goods, IT, finance, um, big financial service organizations. You know, anybody who wants to take their skills to the next level, my whole business is about making the best even better. So if you have a company and you wanna, you're already really good at what you do, but you want to up your game, I give you the tools to do that, and they last a lifetime. People tell me, even decades later, I still am using the plus plus dash and the 446 and the AFA and all the company culture codes that I've created to sustain a positive and productive and profitable work environment. Now, Joy, do you have like a website that people can go to to see, you know, where you can or if they want to hire you for a seminar or find all the books that you've written? I will post a link to this particular book on our social media if you guys want to click on it and purchase it. Um, but yeah, do you have a website? Oh, that would be great. Thank, thank you so much. Yes, my website is www.joy, J-O-Y, Baldridge, Baldridge, B-A-L-D-R-I-D-G-E, dot com. So it's www.joybaldridge.com. And I do have some videos on YouTube with some tips there. I'm on all social media, so we can connect on LinkedIn and Facebook and I and Twitter and any social media um, that you like, and I'll I'll even post this conversation if you'd like, and uh, get some of my clients and friends listening in. Oh, perfect! Thank you so much for your time today. We are out of time for us um, tomorrow. We will have uh, Doug Sprinthal will be in Boo. along with. <laughs> That's not positive, Mike Bryant. He can, um, he can bring that commercial with him. Yeah. So yeah, tomorrow we'll have uh, Doug Sprinthal in along with me, and then we also have Car Selling Secrets in the third hour. So stick around for that. That is it for today. Hope to hear. Uh, hope to have you guys back here tomorrow. Um, with the family, um, I'm Cassie Schrader sitting in for Tom Bernard. See ya. Thank you.